You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these half-hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advancements in healthcare, innovation, public policy, and strategy. As always, we're broadcasting from the This Just In studios on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now radio network. For this episode, we're going to speak to a good friend, Justin Pierce, uh, who's also the growth leader for Azalea Health. Welcome, Justin. Hey, how's it going? Great. Uh, Great to have you on the show today, my friend. Happy to Um, be here. So I've followed Azalea for many years now. Um, your CEO is a, is a good friend of mine. I hold him in very high regard, uh, Baha Zedin. Um, and uh, the more I learn about your business uh, and the more I talk to you, uh, Baha, the entire team, the more excited I get, uh, not only for your opportunity, uh, but also for our community here uh, in Atlanta, um, from innovation to mature tech-enabled services such as revenue cycle management, revenue cycle performance, uh, even uh, to M&A, uh, and, uh, and even recently you guys winning the Health IT Leadership uh, Phoenix Award for Emerging Companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have just done a great job building a strong business, and that's what this show is all about. So when I can't, you know, we, we just uh, talked about it the other day, and you agreed to come jump on the show with me um, to talk about uh, you know, not only the company, but how you guys have achieved your success, what you guys are doing, uh, and really your roadmap for the future. So thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So before we dive into all the mechanics of what you got, you know, what made you guys successful and in, in, um, where you're driving to, uh, tell us a little bit about your past uh, and kind of, you know, where you grew up and college and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm an Atlanta native. Um, oh. I'm not born and raised. I moved here when I was three years old, but, you know, uh, as far back as I can remember, I've been in Atlanta. Grew up in Dunwoody, went to high school in Dunwoody, and then went to uh, University of Georgia. So uh, go dogs! by the way. Got to throw it out <laughs> exactly. there. Our football programs in shambles right now, it seems <laughs> like. But, uh, you know, that's, that's basically my history. And, you know, I've been a part of, um, you know, various industries and, and businesses in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, I consider it home. I love it here. Very cool. Yeah, I came down in 1997, not to give away my age, uh, but um, I came down here and immediately fell in love with it. Uh, and uh, and certainly uh, really never left. Went out. We started uh, Healings and Relay Health out in Silicon Valley, but I always kept a house here uh, in Atlanta, actually in Dunwoody. Mm-hmm. My first uh, job and, and opportunity here was in Dunwoody, so I'm a strong fan of uh, of that area. And I guess Azalea's offices are pretty close to Dunwoody now in Sandy Springs. Sandy Springs, yeah, yeah, pretty close by. So before Azalea, um, what's your career path? What's your trajectory through life? Well, so, uh, you know, once I graduated from UGA, came back to Atlanta, first business opportunity. It was right at the end of the dot-com bubble bursting, so again, not to, to date myself too much <laughs> either. Um, but, you know, it was, uh, technology was on the resurgence, and there were a bunch of different opportunities, especially in the uh, telecom industry. So, you know, I cut my teeth really, um, you know, learning a lot of the tricks of the trade in uh, telecom, working for CBeyond. And, uh, you know, it was a fantastic organization, had a really great leadership team and growth strategy, and you know, really learned a lot about what it meant to be a part of a rapidly growing organization. So, um, you know, that's really most of my background. Of, you know, leaving CBON, which I was at for a good bit, mm-hmm. uh, was brought over to work with uh, Simplify MD, and uh, you know, work with those guys for a while. And now I'm in Azalea. 
So, yeah, actually, going to dive into that acquisition a little bit. That's another mm-hmm. reason why I'm so impressed uh, in learning more about that acquisition, but then also the way you guys have successfully navigated that acquisition. But again, not trying to dive too deep, too fast, um, but there's a lot of things that uh, impresses me about your business and what you guys have been accomplishing. Um, But tell me about Azalea in in the audience. Obviously, I've known you guys for almost, boy, seven, eight years now. But um, but tell me about uh, what you guys do, where you focus uh, about your business. Oh, yeah. So Azalea is, you know, part of the epicenter of Atlanta Health IT market. I mean, it, it's just such a burgeoning market with uh, you know, tons of innovation going on. So we, we feel very lucky to be able to be a part of you know, this mm-hmm. industry. And so what we have focused on as an organization is really trying to stay at the, the head of that innovation. And so you have major you know, regulatory changes and impacts the, that impact you know, health systems and hospitals, practices like ICD-10 uh, and things of that nature that we have you know, tried to develop solutions to to provide you know different techniques and capabilities um, to support these practices in these health systems and hospitals so you know for ICD-10 as a great example we set up a a command center a place where you know our our customers are able to connect with us and provide uh, you know some resources and some uh, you know just advice on Mm -hmm. what to do as the transition occurred on October 1st Uh, we also uh, through ICD-10 something I'm very proud of yeah uh, we were the first to announce uh, a reimbursement from a claim using an ICD-10 code, and uh, yeah, I mean it was it was it was a, a culmination of lots of preparation. I yeah. can't say uh, that it is any one person. It was uh, a whole team effort to get the software ready, to have our customers ready. But you know, I am very proud of that. And we, you know, just to say, we beat Athena by nine <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So we had that announcement out first. Yep. But uh, you know, other things that we've done really well, and just speaking of innovation in particular, you know, an area that's really important in the growth of healthcare, especially with making sure that you have access to care is telehealth. And, you know, it's a very, very yep. uh, important topic right now. And uh, we knew from the very beginning that a very helpful component of telehealth is to integrate it into, you know, a standard clinical solution. Uh, so, you know, one thing about Azalea that I love is that we're always trying to foster innovation, give people access to the ability to think outside the box. And so we host an annual hackathon mm-hmm. where we, you know, we get developers together and other uh, college students and, you know, we give them different tasks and they have to complete a, a challenge within 24 hours. And uh, we thought, you know, a good thing to do with that would be to create one of those for our own employees, our own internal developers. Right. So we had a hackathon with our own developers and say, hey, whatever you want to do, you know, come back to us and, and we gave them 48 hours and, uh, you know, we put up a big prize, develop, you know, a unique solution that we can integrate into the application. And uh, within 48 hours, we had the bones, the, the core infrastructure of our telehealth module. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are uh, one of the first, if not the first EMR solution to on the clinical side that has a fully integrated telehealth solution. Uh, and it's really, really slick when you see it activate. It works really well. Uh, you can document. I mean, it's a great solution. Uh, and then finally, the core component of our business, you know, is what we consider our uh, revenue cycle performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we take not just, you know, we're not just managing the revenue cycle. Uh, we are really providing guidance and feedback in order to maximize your reimbursements and you know, determining how to make sure you have first pass claims going through without denials. And we really are trying to do as much as we can to help these uh, practices and, and uh, hospitals to, to, to maximize the revenue. Yeah, and that's those are the areas that I'm so impressed by. When I came, when Baha and I sat down last year, and just kind of went through the state of where his business was, I, I knew they were doing well, but I had no idea, you know, how well Azalea was doing. They were just um, moving into, and we'll we'll shift our discussion over to the acquisition here in a second. But 
<clears throat> they're just um, beginning the acquisition of, of Simplify, and we went through kind of his roadmap, and that's when I just became extremely impressed because there's a lot of EHR companies, but Azalea is a full health IT platform, and it's an integrated platform. And I, I've been in the space now for 20 years, again, not to date myself, but also I'm much younger than you are, just for the record, everybody knows. <laughs> um, uh, I've been doing this a long time, and so I, I see a lot of solutions, but I was just very impressed with the breadth, the depth, the innovation. You just talked about um, you know, having fully integrated telehealth, and I believe you are the first. I don't know of anybody else that has fully integrated telehealth developed in-house, mm-hmm. integrated into their platform for an EHR or even a health IT company that has the EHR component. So uh, much kudos there. But then also what I'm extremely passionate about, even maybe more passionate about, is the revenue cycle side of the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that you guys, when I, when I heard Baja say the 60% number, that 60% of your customers, if not more, use revenue cycle performance services there, that's, that, that's huge. And that's like the second largest that I'm aware of. I mean, I think Athena would be number one in percentage of customers that use revenue cycle, but you guys are number two. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are, I mean, and you, your growth, and I don't want to you know, disparage anybody, but your growth is faster than anybody else that I'm aware of in the health IT space and the EHR space right now. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm just, I think that's phenomenal and just very impressed by what you guys have been able to accomplish. And also, uh, and just for my audience, the reason why I'm so impressed by Revenue Cycle, not by the service in itself, but because in my heart of hearts, I believe that practices and hospitals are going to need Revenue Cycle support to navigate not only ICD-10, we saw that you guys were the first to, to clear the claim using ICD-10 clo- codes and get your customer paid. That's, you know, first in the industry is huge. Mm-hmm. Love it. But I, I think that those Revenue Cycle support services are critical to, again, not only navigating ICD-10, but navigating value-based medicine, accountable care, narrow networks. Everything that physicians and care providers are going to have to do over the next, well, it's here today, but certainly over right. the next two to three, four, five years, they're going to need revenue cycle support. And that's what, and with you guys having that much proficiency, that much expertise in house, gets me really ecstatic. So. Yeah, when you're looking at outsourcing, mm-hmm. which is what, what it is, if, if, you, if you boil it down, I mean, yeah. it's, the, it's trusting in another party that has knowledge beyond your capabilities and resources beyond your capabilities to provide a key function within your organization. And so when you're outsourcing you know, your revenue cycle to someone, you want to make sure that they know what they're doing and that they have the experience. And, and I think that it's going to continue to grow. I mean, it's already proven that it's a, it's a, it's a growing component of healthcare. Uh, just, and I think that if you really go down to the crux of it, it's because of the complexity and the increased you know, regulatory requirements that are, are being put into the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the hospitals and practices to, to manage. So you know, if you can hand that complexity off to someone uh, that is going to be able to come in and do it, uh, and then also at the same time consult with you to increase your reimbursements yeah. and make you more effective, uh, it's really just a smart you know, business decision. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're still in the black and functioning and, and can focus on what your key, uh, you know, services and that's providing good care. You yeah. Know? That's so. excellent. Excellent point. That's why I'm so passionate about it. And a lot of practices won't lift their heads in, in, or look at revenue cycle, but I, I do highly recommend everybody at least look at it for all the reasons you just brought up and the enhancement that you can, you can bring to someone's revenue cycle and additional revenue to the bottom line they're going to need it. They need every nickel that they can get, uh, and certainly in the coming years. It's more that money's worth more today than it was to yesterday, just because of the pressures and the streamlining of costs that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, no 
certainly kudos. So, and, and what my show is all about, you know, I want to spotlight innovations. I want to spotlight high growth companies. I want to eke out the best practices uh, of how companies got to where you are. And, and also let's talk about where you're going. Uh, so people can also maybe, you know, see and see if there's any intersections between their business and your business. So, what is your growth strategy for 2016? That's the beauty of having a show coming in, in November. You know, here I get to talk about the next year and um, what you're looking at for, uh, for 2016. So what are some of the areas that you guys are going to focus on as an organization? Well, so we have a, a very, very highly functioning uh, growth organization internally. Um, and we have what I would consider some of the, some of the best operations teams uh, as far as when it comes to delivering revenue cycle and mm-hmm. software development and everything else. So if you compare those two things together... Uh, you know, you then have to turn your attention to, you know, where is the need in the market? Where can you make the most impact? And, you know, where we're trying to work is within, you know, three or larger, you know, physician practices, mm-hmm. uh, revenue cycle across a wide spectrum, just not, not just in that underserved mm-hmm. side. And, uh, you know, where we have our core competencies in history and foundation of the company is really on, you know, in rural health and serving that underserved part of the community, uh, they could really benefit the most from, you know, relying upon some other company's expertise to keep the, keep the revenue coming in. Yep. So, and we also are really looking at, uh, you know, assisting in the alternative payment models that are out there, you know, PCMH, CCM, um, you, know, con- you know, continuity care management. And um, as far as, you know, outside of our organic strategy, uh, you know, there are some uh, struggling entities out there as, you know, as the regulations continue to get more and more strict in, uh, you know, to the practice and to the hospital, they're also, you know, much more strict with, you know, health IT, you know, especially when it comes to EMR and development of, um, you know, systems that truly are interoperable uh, and really can truly uh, make health information more ubiquitous as far as access is concerned. So, you know, those challenges that are being faced are, um, you know, in an area in which you, you may want to look at other options for your organization and how you can best benefit your customers. And so, you know, we're going to pursue an M&A strategy to look at where we can, you know, uh, bring in, you know, those customers into a solution that's going to be, uh, it's going to satisfy those regulatory requirements, but mm-hmm. also, you know, improve their level of service uh, and the resources available to them uh, through our product line. Very strong. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think actually an M&A strategy, um, is wise. There are, like you said, there's a lot of struggling companies out there, mm-hmm. and uh, if you can acquire them, offer a lifeline to their customers, navigate their customers through the future of healthcare. Um, that's uh, obviously that's a, a holy grail for them. So, yeah. and we've we've experienced success with it. I mean, you look at with Simplify MD as you were mentioning earlier. Um, you know, you have one specific product that you offer, but it really is going to require a full turnkey solution uh, and uh, consulting services that can make you successful as a hospital or a practice. So, you know, when you work with an organization like Azalea that gives you the ability to tap into those types of resources, it just makes more sense. And so we've been able to very quickly um, you know, migrate and work with those practices and, and bring them on board into the Azalea family. And it's, it went really very smoothly and it will continue to go that way. I mean, our idea is to replicate that, um, you know, month after month, quarter after quarter, coming 2016 and 2017. Yeah, so, I mean, just in, in, a, in a couple of seconds here, we touched on it, but uh, but you guys did acquire, was it last July? When did you acquire? Uh, yeah, uh, closed in July of 2014, yes. Okay, so you just kind of cleared the uh, the one-year mark and then, you know, did your audits. And I think uh, when I was talking to Baja last, you guys had hit all your goals 
with the acquisition. So mm-hmm. you kept, uh, you know, you kept a lot of their customers that you wanted to keep, the, the ones that are profitable, right, right, and fun to work with. Yep. And uh, yeah, no. So tell us a couple seconds about that. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it's like I was saying earlier. I mean, Azalea has an, an excellent uh, organizational, uh, an operational group, mm-hmm. and uh, as far as looking at a, a challenge and facing it head on. For, be it revenue cycle or software development, things of that nature. If you look back in their history, um, and you know, I say there, but prior to the merger mm-hmm. uh, or the acquisition, uh, you know, they they did really really well. And so, part of where they wanted to expand was to have a, a high growth group that Simplify mm-hmm. had at the time, and uh, by the acquisition, brought them over, and along with the base of customers that uh, that Simplify had at the time. And so, you, you you have a team of folks that are helping to grow the the, the organization uh, as Elliot itself through organic means and uh, through just you know standard marketing things of that nature, and then you have the uh, ability to work. Uh, with the the simplify customers as they migrate over and give them access to additional products and services and and there and therefore also increase Azalea's revenue. So it worked well. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So now diving into your growth strategy again, people tune into my my listeners really dial, you know listen to this show and dial in because they want to hear what nuggets of best practices gems can they take. Uh, from my guests. Uh, so what are some of the best practices or gems that you can share um, on building a successful team? Right. Well, I mean, you look at the market and you want to make sure that you're proficient in um, designing a team that can be successful in that segment or that sector of the market. So what I've done working with you know, the, you know, the other leadership within Azalea is to, to build a team that's got two different components to it. You have an enterprise team and you define, you know, we define enterprise as, uh, you know, larger, uh, you know, uh, independent practices mm-hmm. and also health systems and hospitals, uh, where it's a, a very relationship-based uh, type um, interaction. And so, you know, those folks are very involved in the industry, very connected, uh, and participate at a very high level at, you know, the changes that are going on in healthcare and become trusted advisors and also can step in to provide solutions to the challenges that these hospitals face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the side of you know, looking at Azalea's history, where we've been most successful is in the rural market uh, and helping out, you know, hospitals that, again, facing increased regulatory changes and the ACA's flattening of health care, uh, where you have uh, other sources of revenue available to you, not just through reimbursement directly to the to the institution, to the to the hospital. You know, we will consult with them. We have an excellent practice management consultant, Helen, Helen Williams, that we work with, and she's on our team to provide these professional services to say, uh, if a hospital is interested in opening a clinic in an underserved area, we can consult with them to make sure that it's established as a rural health clinic. Uh, you know, there's advantages to being an RHC where you have higher levels of reimbursements because you're serving an underserved population, but it also uh, gives the ability to have hospitals that were close to being financially insolvent uh, to, to being back in the black and doing well. In fact, one of the ones that we've worked with uh, that I just want to call out real quick would be Emanuel Hospital. Uh, CMS just released their um, you know, their rankings of hospitals within the state uh, for patient care, and Emanuel is a top five hospital for patient care. Wow. Uh, so they're a great group to work with, and uh, you know, they take advantage of our full suite of services and our revenue cycle services for their provider-based clinics. Uh, so that's, you know, that's an area in which, you know, that team continues to work and consult uh, for that very reason, which is, you know, one of the reasons I'm, I'm very proud to work with Azalea. It's always mm-hmm. great to, to feel good about what you do every single day, and I, I really do. Um, the other component of the business, just to kind of to wrap that up, too, is that, uh, to answer your question fully, is that we have uh, a direct team 
uh, that works, um, you know, at a uh, technology-enabled outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll work with um, practices all across the country. Uh, we even have one in uh, South Africa, Johannesburg, <laughs> South cool. Africa. So, you know, that, that team is a little bit more based upon, you know, working through the phone. It's a little bit uh, less of the revenue cycle discussion, more of the software, that kind of thing. But uh, that, that's, that's how we've been successful so far and continue to follow that strategy is, is the plan for next year. Excellent. And for everyone that may have joined us a little late, my guest today is Justin Pierce, growth leader of Azealia Health, um, which is a very exciting and fast-growing company here in Atlanta. So, Justin, how do you see healthcare evolving in the next couple of years? And almost, I would assume it probably matches the roadmap for the company, but, but how do you see healthcare evolving? Well, I mean, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. You know, you see with the Affordable Care Act and uh, how a lot of the market is being driven to more of a tech-enabled services you know, it, it helps these practices and hospitals navigate, you know, these future um, reimbursement models. And so instead of, instead of having things that are a little bit more related to fee-for-service, as you can tell, fee-for-value is going to be uh, where you're really going to see healthcare going. Uh, and it's going there rapidly, right. I think, faster than many people even understand, because uh, you, you can see it in the changes that are going to be coming into place uh, as more components of the ACA come into effect. Uh, as more components of, you know, the uh, Meaningful Use Initiative, the EHR reimbursement or incentive program from CMS uh, goes into its next stage coming up soon for mm-hmm. stage three. So, you know, you have interoperability is king, ubiquitous access with, um, with you know, the, the permission to access patient data, right. obviously, yep. uh, through stage three uh, being enacted. And then, of course, how you can consult with these, you know, practices, physicians, and most importantly, on, on how to make sure that their reimbursements are maximized through these changing models. And so that's really how we are structuring the company is to make sure we are always on that forefront to deliver that capability. I mean, you just another area that you'll see a lot more of is going to be telehealth. You're going to see, um, you know, uh, CMS reimburses telehealth just like it would any other encounter. Right. Uh, and it's actually the same codes. So you can use a telehealth module to help uh, expand the, the capabilities within your own practice. Uh, so that's, that's really where we're going to see it going, I'm sure. Yeah, actually, and to that extent, I was just reading an article two days ago that MedPAC now has put, and that's the um, really the medical advisory board for um, for the um, for Capitol Hill and for um, for CMS, mm-hmm. and MedPAC is uh, you know making they're going to look at telehealth here in their upcoming meeting. They put it on their agenda, so I think that you're going to see even faster. Uh, increased reimbursement for telehealth mm-hmm. because they see where the cost reductions, I believe they're going to see where the cost reductions are. I think they've already explored, but now they want to formally talk about it on the record. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree with you more on the telehealth side. And access to care. I mean, it's just really yeah, what it comes access, down to. Right. It's so important, so incredibly important, especially, again, where we've uh, worked really closely in the rural the rural parts of the country. So No, it's a very actually good point because even under ACA, we, uh, or not we, um, I speak with we usually when I talk about the meaningful use side and the IT side, but I don't have anything to do with uh, with ACA on the uh, insurance side. So I'm going to back away from that one real quick. <laughs> However, uh, but to that extent, access was a big piece of healthcare reform on that side. Mm-hmm. and um, but, but they decided to tackle it, uh, not fully, but through insurance. But you just bring up a really good point that, you know, the innovations, and I know Ali Healthcare out there saw them yesterday. Sylvan Waller actually was on the show just a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago, 
Sylvan is a great company that, again, in a real subset of the market, um, does tele, you know, can do telehealth, and they're rolling it out from a hospital perspective. But again, that's increasing access, and not necessarily tied to insurance. Cause it's very inexpensive. The telehealth component and strategy can be very affordable mm-hmm. for health systems increasing access to, to your point. So and technology marches on, right? I mean, you're going to be able true. to do more and more things uh, with less cost, and it just it just makes sense. So. Very true. So on the side of technology innovation, how are you guys different? Uh, and we've covered some of this in the show already, but I always like to articulate it and, and point it out uh, for my guests because when I, I always put people in the hot seat. Like I don't want sales pitches when people come on my show. I want you to right. talk. How are you different than what's out there today? Well, and for an EHR and a health IT company, I should say. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, and it, well, even in, from a general organization, you mm-hmm. know, we have a culture that you know I've been a part of a, a lot of great companies in my career. And one thing that I love about our organization, it starts with our CEO all the way down to every single employee at every capacity and whatever the responsibility is, is that they are looking to improve healthcare. We are looking to innovate. We want to, you know, provide solutions that are they just work as technology should, using, you know, mobile capabilities, telehealth, uh, a cloud-based solution that you can access from anywhere. You know, you have any kind of other tech-enabled service that Mm -hmm. isn't encumbering. It really just is there uh, to facilitate that that interaction. So, you know, as a a telehealth module, for instance, you can use your smartphone for our system. It's just easy to get into it and use it without having any kind of real difficult settings or changes. And it's the same thing from our clinical solution. We, we treat it as you know, what is the fastest, easiest way to document an encounter. Mm-hmm. Billing systems the same way. I mean, every single component of how the company functions is at its core to innovate and make it simplistic and make it just work. And I, I love that about where we work. And it's, it allows us to be nimble. Mm-hmm. Allows us to be, you know, quick uh, to any changes that happen. And that's one thing in healthcare. It's, you know, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the situation, it's okay because in a few weeks it's going to change anyway. <laughs> uh, there's Very always good. there's always changes. So. Yeah. No, I uh, I agree. I think when I first talked to uh, to Baja and got to know you a little bit um, through the months, uh, I do see uh, where you guys where Azalea uh, differentiates, and that really is. Um, the simplicity of the technology, the revenue cycle, the innovation. Um, and, and what's really cool, I think even uh, talking to Baja a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that you guys are the, not only the first for to clear an ICD-10 claim and the first for telehealth to have integrated into the platform, but also you guys are the first um, to uh, integrate and deploy Apple's health kit. Mm-hmm. Um, into the solution, into where, and, and as, as well as uh, wearables into their mobile solution. That's right. So that's just, I mean, that's just staying on top of innovation. So that's mm-hmm. just darn impressive. Um, well, it, it, our time has flown by, but I do have to, one of my um, um, patri- compatriots here in the office uh, reminded me that um, uh, meaningful use was not part of ACA, and I know that. Uh, I was talking, when I talked to earlier about where I'm involved, it was on the, um, on the um, ACO side and getting those medical. Um, components uh, updated there mm-hmm. on, around accountable care and value-based medicine. So thank you for that, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, real quickly, in uh, 20 seconds or less in closing, I always ask this question of my guests. What is your favorite place to be or get inspired? Uh, well, I have limited time, but I'll just get right to it. So there's two places uh, that come to mind immediately. Uh, Santa Fe, my wife is from New Mexico, and it's just one of the most amazing spaces. And when I, we go there every year. I can clear my head. It's a great place for introspection and get to just kind of think about things uh, and what, you know, what I want to accomplish over the course of the next year. 
Uh, and then the other one, really, and this is as cheesy as it may yeah. sound, Azalea. You know, yeah. I am inspired coming to work every single day. And like I said, you know, Baja has such a passion for healthcare and for what we do. And it just goes through the entire company. I mean, just showing up to work yeah. really, really uh, gets my blood going. So Excellent. Yeah. Now, that's fantastic, my friend. Uh, great answer. Um, well, Justin, it was great to have you as my guest today, and thank you for joining us in the show, and all the best to you uh, and Azalea, and also thank you to all and for all that you guys do uh, for our community and for Atlanta. Thanks thank for you. having me. You got it. And for everyone listening, thank you for joining us today, and please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. As always, you can track me on Twitter at HIT Advisor, and you use the hashtag ThisJustIn so you can respond to your comments from the show. In addition, all my content's always posted on my website at JustinBarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week.